Yeah, and they they see on the ground, they're like, oh, what are these lines? And immediately looking, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh, there's a door there. You can just tell by like the the way the lines uh, on the the ground. Remember, uh, the characters move. are only as dumb as they need to be to make the viewer feel smart. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, they've. They I was find... going to criticize this episode more when I realized, oh, I'm supposed to feel like I'm smarter than everyone on the show. The uh, it's the uh, the national treasure or the Da Vinci Code effect. Artifacts. Welcome to episode 35 of the Laser Comb Podcast, the weekly show where we comb through random episodes of classic TV shows with a fine tooth laser. I'm the Siege, one of your hosts. Your other host, NeoCal. <laughs> and uh, this week on the Laser Comb Podcast, we are continuing on with our Patreon themed month of shows. And this week, uh, it is our uh, longtime patron, Patreon subscriber, uh, Bemused Horseman's Choice. The show he pitched to us was Warehouse 13. As always, we uh, we put it through the old random number generator and ended ended up landing on episode thirty seven overall of uh, of Warehouse thirteen, which is the twelfth episode of season three. Uh, and uh, well, it just happened to be the second part of a two parter, <laughs> of which I ended up watching both parts, uh, and of completely which the... on purpose, <laughs> and of which I I did not. Warehouse 13 was a show that I uh, was kind of familiar with. Uh, an ex of mine uh, was really into it uh, back in like 2010 or so. Cal, you know the one? <laughs> I know the one. You know the one. Uh, Warehouse 13 was a sci-fi original series. And it, it kind of ran... It, there was this wave of like sci-fi original shows that were good like quite good actually like this is the era of like uh stargate atlantis uh warehouse 13 eureka uh the tail end of uh battlestar galactica's run yeah, sci-fi, sci-fi the t- had a had a had its heyday yeah they were kind of firing on all cylinders at this point um and uh well then they started canceling shit and then just moving on moved on to making uh, sharknado sequels <laughs> you give the people what they want I I guess. (laughs) Warehouse 13. I don't actually know a ton about the show. I I watched this episode, obviously, and I could kind of figure out what it was about. So the the gist of what I pulled from it was Warehouse 13 is essentially the warehouse at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, where they lock away the, uh, the Ark of the Covenant. In like that, the movie ends with like this guy like wheeling the Ark of the Covenant in in but this it's just big warehouse. One box of like a ten thousand boxes to be lost, yeah. like forever. So I but get the, the idea impre- is that they're, they're all that warehouse. Yeah, was this one? That that's kind of the impression that I got. So I and I found it funny too that one character at one point even uh, referenced Indiana Jones in like as a joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the so the gist of warehouse 13 is there are uh, artifacts countless throughout all of mankind's history uh some made uh some 
that are uh, paranormal uh, or like a phenomenon, like they, they happened just because, and we'll talk about some of them on the, on the episode. And this group, they need to essentially protect them. And are you aware of uh, the, uh, the SCP Foundation? You know what? I just read about that the other day. I had never heard of it, but uh, I saw, and how I came across that was I saw someone on Instagram shared like a, a reel of like a uh, flatbed truck with like a little uh, Tonka truck strapped yeah. in on the back of it. And so like uh, some pe- a bunch of people in the comments were all like, oh, that's like SCP uh, number, blah, blah, blah. And, and you're like, what the hell are they talking about? I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? So I, I read about it. And uh, I, I did a minor deep dive and I'm like, wow. So, but, and my immediate thought was, this is what uh, inspired the game Control, the Federal Bureau of Control. It, I, I <laughs> get heavy vibes from that too. Yeah. Um, there are also a bunch of video games that have spun off from it. Uh, I remember the first SCP. Um, as corny as it is, I, I might com- be completely wrong, but... um. There was a 4chan board called X. That was the only board I liked. And when it wasn't like, hey, X, how do I summon Succubus, Ubu? Uh, it, was, it was full of people writing like spooky fan fiction. And mm. one guy wrote something about like this artifact um, a, uh, made of concrete. But every time you looked away from it or you blinked, it would move towards you. Kind of like um, uh, Doctor Who's uh, Weeping Angels. Oh, okay. I almost said Dr. Strang. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know anything about Dr. Who, so I couldn't uh, couldn't help you there. And I think from that, it became like a, a community wiki. Right. And SCP means, uh, I think, secure, contain, protect. And uh, artifacts, they can be animals, they can be people, they can be anomalies, they can be um, a Tonka toy. That, um, is, that is straight up the game, con- the 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 conceit of the game control is like there I, are these I have it I need to play it it's so great I've played I've I've purchased it on three different systems now and played through it at least once on every single one of them and I I might even go fuck after watching the show I might even go and uh and play control again because yeah. man I love that game well I clearly need to play it and was unaware uh the the base for it because I've actually spent a couple hundred hours scouring through the scp like database and reading these things and when we got to watch this i wasn't really aware of what it was and then as soon as it got into it i was like oh holy shit i'm all over this they have like tesla guns (laughs) um there was a game called uh the order which was like a bunch of people in the like 1800s running around with the order 1886 yeah that was yeah. like a ps4 launch title um i, I really I, liked it other people said it was too short uh, i i i ended up buying it on sale a few years ago when it back when i still had a ps4 i ended up buying it on sale for i think it was on sale for like 2.99 right <laughs> like literally very, like 2.99 oh two dollars two dollars and 99 cents yeah it's very like steam slash tesla punk slash like like church secret society of hunters right big fan and um yeah i get like kind of scp vibes from this but instead of them like housing anomalies that are dangerous they're warehouse like librarians they just look after the stuff that's mostly harmless in in a big warehouse 
and, and I, I, uh, I was on board right away yeah we see a bunch of artifacts in this show that uh do all kinds of weird things like uh like right away we we see what a riding crop that like lets anthony michael hall like control someone which i'm like okay i'm i was on this show's wavelength like very very quickly harder <laughs> and i'm like really a riding crop but basically the the riding crop uh, as we will reference it throughout the episode because it's important um when you twist it or when you're just holding it uh, basically you can just control one other person yeah at at well exactly what they do uh not what they say or what they think or what they believe just like physically puppet them yeah just their uh physical actions yeah so this episode originally aired on october 3rd uh 2011 and uh so that long ago wow right i missed uh, out <laughs> Yeah, the show ran from 2009 to 2014, I believe. And That's a good run. It is a good run. I think how did I little... how did I even miss it? I liked sci-fi too. Yeah. There was a a makeup show called Face Off. Oh, I remember my... that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like my bread and butter and somehow I missed this. There was a show that was also on sci-fi, uh, I believe called uh, Heroes of Cosplay. It is a reality like competition based show. I liked that show. less. I I, I kind of liked well it. Aware of it. And I liked it, it too. It actually introduced me to some people. Like I think uh, to some people who uh, ended up becoming like later on ended up becoming like prominent YouTubers, like Chloe Dykstra, uh, yeah, who I'm a big a fan of. of. Yeah, so of interesting people on it. So yeah, there were the, that show introduced me to a, a whole bunch of people. So I not a great show, but I I still kind of like it and uh, dig it for that reason. Yeah. Uh, so this episode uh, opens up with uh, a guy uh, dying um, and off screen. off screen um, immediately. I thought it was Sean Ashmore uh, speaking. Uh, Me too, man. I, 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 I was like, oh, is that Sean Ashmore? And so I look Sean Ashmore up on IMDb and it's like, no, he wasn't in Warehouse 13. So I go to this episode's uh, IMDb page and it's like Aaron Ashmore. And I look and it's like, oh. It's Sean Ashmore's twin brother. Huh. Today so I learned you didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> today I learned Sean Ashmore has a twin brother who is also an actor. Uh, you didn't get to see. I watched part one and two. Um, but he was one of the better parts of the <laughs> oh. of the show. And then they, uh, then they kill him off. <laughs> and then they they I can't talk about one leading into two much because I'm we can't sit here and uh, analyze something for two and a half hours. It was on air for, you know, 40, 40 minutes. minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, well, we have joked many times in the past that we can spend three hours talking about a 22 minute cartoon. And we have, and we have, <laughs> <laughs> but this arc with the bad guy. Uh, wow. I swear. I just watched this. The bad guy's name is, uh, well, he's played by Anthony Michael Hall. So that's what we'll call him. That, that's uh, what I'm going to call him. Um, this is why don't you just shoot the bad guy? The episode, right? Part seventeen. <laughs> there are so many times where they have the opportunity to just kill him, but I guess that's not what they do. And so they're like, "Oh, we're just going to watch him." And in case you were coming in, uh, well, they to just this part, they kind of kill him working later. undercover. I, 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 it's I, like the good guy trope where like the bad guys kill themselves because they, the good guys can't kill people 
He stepped through a portal and one of the good guys closed the portal while he was midway through it and thus disintegrated him. <laughs> if that's not killing someone. <laughs> he stargated him. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, funny it's enough, killing him. Yeah. F- funny enough, we get a a, a flat couple of flashbacks um, between uh, H.G. Wells, uh, who's um, uh, one of the it seems to be a recurring character on the show. So H.G. Wells is um, a brunette. Um, the show likes to tell us that she is really, really, really smart. Uh, the show does not like to show us that <laughs> she is really, 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 really smart. And also seems to be immortal. Yeah, yeah. Like she, yeah, because we flash around. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, because she's literally supposed to be the uh, the author H.G. Wells. Um, and so yeah, and we get a flashback to like a hundred years ago or something. You mentioned Stargate. Uh, we get a flashback to uh, the the guy who was the dad on Ab- Abydos in the movie Stargate. <laughs> One of the only actors from that movie to reprise his role in the TV show too. Stargate yeah. SG-1. And I'm like, what's What's a bet? What's a good actor like this doing on this show? <laughs> but don't worry, he's only on in it for like five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of recognizable people in this show. CCH Pounder from The Shield uh, has a minor uh, role peppered oh, yeah. throughout the episode. Uh, we got Kate Mulgrew, uh, Captain Janeway herself. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I had no idea she was even in the show, let alone she was like the boss lady, but also the main character's mom. <laughs> which I didn't find out until like right at the very end. I'm like, at the oh. very end when she's like, I love you, mom. And you were like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, and uh, who else is in this? Uh, Anthony and Michael Hall, I mentioned. And uh, uh, yeah, uh, lo- lots of recognizable people. I kind of want to see the version of The Warehouse that's from like 200 years prior like 150 years prior where they're starting to collect these these artifacts because um boy oh boy was that little flashback scene like enjoyable when um like you said it's like 100 ish years ago and he's like oh everybody that works for the warehouse must hold a gun and she's like i don't believe in guns but yeah. I guess that's a far cry from the character of the future, who apparently her body count is unfathomable. She, she a bad bitch, um, but also a good kind, probably a frenemy, who became a good character, but started off as a bad character after they discovered immortality or something like that. But I'm kind of interested in that, like flashback. Well, and she's definitely. Um, uh... There's definitely some sparks between her and like the uh, the main chick in the show, who's uh, yeah. what's her name, Micah. There's got to be some fan fiction out there, right? Uh, there, yeah, there, there's got to be. Uh, anyway, uh, so Anthony Michael Hall is controlling. I, I'm gonna like kind of like yeah, very yeah. broad, broad. Well, we'll talk about the the because it's so dense. It's not that we didn't like it. It's yeah. just so dense that it actually would be a two and a half hour yeah analysis if we're like ooh and like he introduced like Tesla tongue punk. They call the the little guns uh Tesla blasters or something. They're, Right. They're fallout, they're fallout <laughs> energy weapons, right? Yeah. And basically. um indeed that's how they they run around. They don't actually use guns. They're uh they're like uh they stun people rather than kill people. But they also look cool. So um uh hot hacker girl uh is pretty pretty upset that um that uh Sean Ashmore's brother is dead. So 
I was there some too. <laughs> was there something uh i i didn't watch part one uh so was there something between them yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah there there was something going on between them okay so part one uh real quick that guy he went over to the other side because he was kicked off the the warehouse like team and he'll never work for the scp foundation again um but i guess that was all a ploy okay. he needed everyone on his team to think so that his him being that deep undercover was believable. Um, and again, it's like, well, this is where the plot starts to fall apart because it's like, well, at this point, the guy that's undercover is helping the bad guy get what he wants, gets get it, get what he wants. And then people die because of it. I mean, we we've all seen uh, cop movies and cop shows where undercover cops end up having to like legit commit crimes just to convince the people that they're, undercover with that they're legit but he ends up helping the bad guy get his way right it's like at what point is it worth spying on him and figuring out what he's doing because now you're just helping him do what he's doing and you're not figuring it out what the bad guy uh uh, what anthony michael hall is trying to do is he's trying to get into the uh the federal bureau of control uh warehouse 13 uh, he's trying to to get into it because there's this uh, magical like wristband. It's a magical bracelet. Uh, it just kind of looks like um, like a, a little hemp rope yep. bracelet, but it makes you able-bodied. Presumably, yep. it takes away your any ailments, physical or whatever, away. Wait, when he ends up putting it on, there's this cool um, visual of these like golden like marionette strings that attach to him and actually like pull him out of his uh, That's wheelchair. That's pretty fucking onto, cool. Yeah, and he uh, onto his feet. Yeah, and I guess uh, way way back when um, uh, Captain Janeway and the gang uh, were young, um, this guy had it for a while, but they found out the longer you use it, the more it corrupts your mind. And it's probably a give and take with a lot of these artifacts, right? Like anything good they do, there's a side effect or, or they're just bad monkey paw effects, if you will. And so they had to take it away from him. And he's been consolidating power, becoming Lex Luthor, waiting to strike. Getting uh, uh, magical uh, riding crops to... uh, Getting magical riding crops so you can give your sexy, like tall... Uh, brown-eyed uh, he- undead henchmen to bend it and <laughs> whip you when no one's looking. I just gotta say, I'm not usually in to tall, well-dressed men that look like um, they're scouting for like a, a like you know a, a high-tech company, right? But you put a leather riding crop in this guy's hand. <laughs> and make it like crack or bend it and i'm like i guess there's a little something for everyone in this. <laughs> so he's using his magical uh riding crop to uh to control uh hg wells i like to think the the h stands for hot in this case because uh i i was a fan what i'm, and, uh, what I'm gonna say I was, I was a fan when they brought her back um they she's a a teacher in, in the part one of this, um, they find her and she's a teacher and they're like, don't trust her. She's booby traps. Uh, it turns out that they had uh, removed her memories with a magic coin. Oh. And bad guy uh, not only got the coin eventually from them, uh, but her memories were stored on the coin. So their idea was destroy the coin 
destroy her memories. Bad guy wanted the coin, wanted to restore her memories because she was the only one who knew how to do that Da Vinci Code secret chess game slash saw. Yeah, yeah. Get, whoa, <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself, but she was the only one smart enough to, to know how to um, play that game because her and her mentor were the ones that discovered yeah, that her, uh, ancient her, game in the first place. Her and Stargate, man. Her and Stargate Man, uh, and it's revealed later that she never beat him. <laughs> yeah, she even said uh, she played him like hundreds, played uh, hundreds upon hundreds of chess games with him. And they're like, oh, how many times did you win? She was like, never. <laughs> but now you need, he he set up this ancient, ch- this is all over the place. It moves so fast. It, it's like Da Vinci Code uh, or. So they, Siege? so they. They they figure out where uh, uh, Stargate Man's like uh, chess board locking mechanism is, and where China. <laughs> in China because they they figure something about an Eye of Horus, and they figure out like the roads on the map in this one area of uh, of China makes uh, the shape of an Eye of Horus, and I'm like, it's real Da Vinci Code national it's, treasure. The eye was wasn't the Eye of Horus ancient Egyptian? Why would that be in China? <laughs> I'm sure that the episode answered that. <laughs> we just didn't. <laughs> um, I'd like to point out, I really like their like th- their smartphones are actually like these ancient kind of like steampunk era. Um, what are they called from Star Trek? Uh, the uh, communicators, Commun- just communicators. They're kind yeah. of like that, and I'm like, how do these function? Because they work across the world. Some sort of artifact that links them together or something like that. Because it doesn't matter if you're underground. doesn't matter if you're in China. You can like FaceTime your, the yeah. people with it um, in real time, no matter where you are. And I, I don't know. I like that kind of thing. It's, it's very like old meets new steampunk, Tesla punk, fun, fun times. So um, uh, if I recall correctly, Hacker Girl and CCH Pounder are the ones that figured out that some, this had something to do with the Eye of Horus. So they uh, they FaceTime the two main characters who are on an airplane and they're like, oh, look at the well, it's an Eye of Horus. It's an Eye of Horus on this uh, this map uh, using roads in China. So that's where Anthony Michael Hall must be. Seems legit. Seems legit. And indeed, they they sent them on the the airplane uh because the bad guy had just gotten away yeah uh so yeah, they so. so they get uh so they get there they managed to track down exactly where anthony michael hall and hot g wells are and uh they've got some uh he he's using his magical riding crop to make her like hold hold a gun on this guy who's like tied up to this weird like, oh locking when they mechanism. like go into a because the main character he's like i got vibes i got vibes and they're just in some dive some like yeah. chinese bar or whatever no no I, I got vibes and then again very national treasure oh here's the eye of horus and it's just like etched carvings like into like a concrete wall that opens up but like you said there's a saw trap in there you know what? Since we we've both brought it up a couple times now, Siege, right? Are you more of a national treasure or more of a Da Vinci Code kind of guy? Uh, I didn't really like either of those movies. The correct answer. You have chosen from the the holy the correct holy grail. You you don't shrivel up and become a mummy. He chose wisely. <laughs> Remember that Pepsi commercial from like '92 or something. 
Oh yeah, yeah, or that was late eighties. Yeah, uh, it was a Pepsi or Coke commercial that was yeah. uh, straight up had like. You the, remember it? Yeah, yeah, it had the the dude from uh, the the knight from uh, the end of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and it had someone right because I think it was like for the Pepsi challenge or something, and like someone like picks up one and it turns out to be a can of Pepsi, and he's like he chose wisely. Chose wisely. Yeah, just this uh, <laughs> undead crusader that lives forever to guard the. The Holy Grail. Remember uh, when? Remember when? They used anybody to... else who remembers that? Because we we really aged ourselves. <laughs> do you remember the? Uh, uh, do you remember the McDonald's commercial that had uh, the the clip from uh, um, Batman Forever in it, where Alfred's like, "Can I persuade you to take a sandwich with you, sir?" And yes. Batman is like, "I'll get drive through," and then you see the Batmobile like pull up to a McDonald's drive through. <laughs> yeah, and he reaches out and grabs yeah. the bag and. When it busts away. Can or you like imagine the, working at that McDonald's <laughs> that McDonald's? Or like the Coca-Cola commercial that had like uh uh scenes from the first Batman movie. That commercial that was even on the Bat 1989 Batman VHS before the movie. <laughs> I just speaking, yeah, I just speaking of aging ourselves up. Yeah. Well, that was actually on I I always thought I met um we recorded it. Hmm. No, you no, know it was, I mean off TV, and that's why it had the commercial. No, it was legit on the uh, the the VHS before the movie. You would get the 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 FBI warnings at the beginning, yeah, and like whatnot, and then it would have that Coke commercial, and then the movie would start. Wow, I always thought that like my my mom had just um like taped it, and that's why it had that commercial. But you're right; it was after the FBI. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Huh>. Wow, my <laughs> mind is is blown well there you go listeners are you a da vinci code or a national treasure kind of person um out of i'm an indiana jones and the last crusade kind of person i'm an indiana jones and the last crusade and it's like there are literally dozens of us because of uh sorry uh, i'm at the <laughs> i'm an indiana jones and the temple of doom kind of person there we oh, go. okay it. and there are literally only dozens of us that like that movie yeah, even uh, uh, Harrison Ford and Steven Spielberg have gone on record saying they don't like Temple of Doom. I still say Kalima and reach for people vengefully to this day. So, what some reason I do? thought for some for some reason I like auto completed you saying saying that in my head as Kumite 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 from Bloodsport. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, audio listeners, I just did a thousand yard stare with Van Damme, like putting his hands out when he was blind. <laughs> yeah, he was he he was drugged. They threw some powder. Yeah, um, they threw some powder he, in his face that was like he acid had a little. He had like a, a powder that was like a blinding powder that he tossed into his eyes. And uh, it, it, there's this. Uh, I took a bunch of uh, pictures of it and like posted it on the Lasercomb Discord uh, ages ago because I just thought it was so funny. Just the like the faces Van Dam is making in that scene, <laughs> especially after he's like blinded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it, it's a good time. Uh, but to get to get back to our our favorite um, uh, librarians with guns. Uh, you know what? I was gonna say National Treasure or Da Vinci Code. I actually choose Warehouse 13. There you go. That, there we go. This, it makes more sense to me. But like you H- said... H.G. Um, Wells, for me, worth the price of admission alone. 
So HG Wells is being controlled by a bad guy. Yeah. And um, he aims the gun at them and is like, oh, put down those guns. Otherwise, she'll uh, end um, your your girlfriend, put a bullet between your girlfriend's uh, pretty eyes. And I'm yeah, like, because you both have guns. He has one gun. Yeah, because he made... It's okay to shoot him. Yeah, because uh, he made uh, Hot G. Wells uh, shoot at... Uh, 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 a warning shot. Micah, the main chick, I guess, is her name. Um, a warning shot. And they're like they're like uh oh that was that was only a and he's like oh that was only a warning shot uh uh her her aim was only so was uh the only reason she missed is because i was controlling her uh next time uh next time we won't miss um and, and they, they got, both have their guns and i'm like please just shoot him and he has <laughs> one of his lackeys in the the saw chess game yeah and they they get to see him die they get to see him die and they notice it's really uh, rudimentary there's you're just latched to a chair and forced to play until you either win or lose. And just an ax just comes down and smashes into your skull yeah, and kill they, you. They see a pile of skeletons. Uh, all of them have uh, uh, skulls with like, like a big, like ax split in the middle. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, what's up with that? And then they see the guy sitting on the chair, uh, on the chair in this saw trap and right above it. It's like, Oh, there's this weird, like ax contraption weird that they'd go through all this trouble i mean can we not just dismantle it or is that not would it would it take away the magic of it working it would probably take it would probably take away the magic because whatever this device does it uh it doesn't really do anything mechanical it creates a portal yeah presumably to wherever the person winning wants to go no, I th- I think it's specifically a portal to uh, inside the warehouse. Right, I think because it, this was made by the old curator. By the old, it was made yeah. by Stargate Man, who was like the the head of like Warehouse Twelve. And so I think what this was is this was a portal um, uh, between Warehouse Twelve and Warehouse Thirteen. So that guy's a murderer, then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, I understand uh, making it secret, but why not just make it them lose a hand so they can't play again or get electrified or magically banish them so they can never play the, uh, a second time? You know, everybody gets one right. kind of deal. Just flat out kills you. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know how to play the game and somebody can force you to do it. I don't know, man. Doesn't seem... But again, the, the show moves so quickly that what are you going to do? Um, so, meanwhile, so Anthony Michael Hall has uses his magic riding crop to make hot G Wells tie up like the, the main agent chick to this contraption. And then uh, uh, she had, and this is where uh, she reveals that she never beat Stargate man. And um, there's a bit of a flashback where he's like telling her about like uh, changing the rules essentially. And this, like this gives her the idea like, Oh, move right. the, move the pawn to uh to to this piece and she's like well i can't that that's not a legal move i can't do that she's like change the rules do it anyway because the flashback was oh it's within rules we must all carry a firearm and she's like well there's always a better way and then it shows another dude like enter the the office and 
Oh yeah, like, Stargate man his... just fucking zaps. <laughs> he uses his Stargate or his uh, he, Tesla gun on him. The dude falls unconscious, and she's like, "Did you kill him?" And he's like, "Oh no, he'll be fine." That's that movie logic where it's just like you choke people out or you punch people and knock them out, and they're like, "Oh, it's fine." I mean, people fucking die from that all the time. Well, and also like. Can you imagine, like, uh, just walking into your room and your boss fucking shoots you and knocks you out? Just to prove a point? Just to prove a point? Like, I'd be... Because I'd be of the him... hot chick that started working here? I... I'd, be, I'd be handing my, my notice, and after that, I'd be like, I'm fucking out of here, bud. <laughs> yeah, so there's a hot chick that just started, and you're used as the guinea pig for, like, an experimental, like, Tesla coil. It's probably yeah. painful. Probably. <laughs> It's like, oh, you'll be fine. And what about the long-term effects of being zapped by this thing? I, I'm gonna need uh, some. I, I'm gonna need some severance pay out of this, uh, homie. <laughs> yeah, but they'll probably men in black like take your memories away. And yeah, probably. Uh, so his right-hand man, bad guy's right-hand man. Um, I know him from Grimm. Okay. Uh, uh, well, I can't remember his name, but uh, it's revealed because they've tried to kill him a few times that he's undead. Uh, something oh. happened when he was shot in the heart and like time froze for him. So he is already, he's on the brink of death already and he can't. So he, yeah, he's still, he's still, he was shot three. He was a cop. He was shot three times. Bullets are still in his heart, but he's kept alive by this magical metronome. Was it that specifically what that was? That's specifically what that was Uh, because uh, how did uh, Hacker Girl get it? I don't know. Uh, Hot, yeah, Hot Hacker Girl like shows up later on with it. She stops it, stops the metronome, and it makes him fall down dead very quickly. And uh, she reveals that she's going to go. She's going to use it to bring Sean Ashmore's brother back to life, which we never see her do. But she says that's what she's going to do with it. So he says that's what she's going to do. So. Because CCH is not permanent in this. Because CCH Pounder uh, tells her uh, she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna need that back, please." And she's like, "No, fuck you." Yeah, she's all like, "No," and she's like, "Now, hacker girl." Uh, Oh, because these are kind of like the the caretakers. They they live on an area outside of the warehouse, and they're kind of a front. It's almost like they. I wasn't ex- entirely clear about uh, what CCH Pounder's role in all of this it, was. It's like a lineage of people that protect that area, and they're kind of like the civilian force that warns the warehouse people if people are coming or snooping around or whatnot. Right. It seems like. Um, that lady ends up dying later. There's uh, like an I- earthquake from an explosion, and she dies from stumbling on onto the ground. Well, um, the the warehouse ends up at the end of the episode. The warehouse, warehouse thirteen ends up actually exploding, like being completely destroyed in a way, in in a manner that made me go, "Shit, this is actually like, this is a big deal." The the show just like destroyed its uh its titular uh, warehouse. Yeah, like, bravo. Yeah, good. So it's ballsy, but so I I am assuming and. Um, if I'm wrong, uh, someone let me know. But um, I'm assuming that uh, CCH Pounder was also like kind of undead, just like uh, uh, the the bad guy was, and she that, was being maintained by something uh, that was in the warehouse. So when it got was destroyed, in, exactly. So I was like, ah, 
she she fell over and uh like a vampire from vampire the masquerade or like Anne rice novels um very quickly became like a mummy yeah yeah right like after like she died uh yeah. so it's kind of like somewhere in that warehouse was a painting of her <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> some yeah based basically yeah the uh, the uh portrait of uh dorian gray kind of kind of deal <laughs> yeah um and that was destroyed so she she died so uh, um what so sorry when, so bad guy opens a portal and goes into the warehouse uh but previously um big bad undead dude had fired a cannon at the warehouse yeah this was a uh a, a, a mystical cannon this was another uh item from the archives of the federal bureau bureau of control but one of the ones the bad guy had but one of the ones the bad guy had this apparently belonged to like some like uh super pirate back in the day and this is way more dangerous than just a normal cannon this and indeed they, shit up and indeed they fire it at the warehouse and uh, uh captain janeway has this like uh magical bracelet on that creates a force field around. whenever the warehouse is in like great danger yeah um that creates a force field around the the warehouse and indeed it ends up stopping this cannonball nobody can leave and nobody can enter through it it is like a like a a magical force field that doesn't matter what amount of force or firepower or whatever right nothing's going in or out so uh anthony michael hall is still able to to get in on his chair through the this portal that they created the portal the portal and like the um the big hot, confrontation happens <laughs> yeah hot hot g wells and the two like main agents like come through the portal as well uh anthony michael hall wants this like this magical hemp bracelet back and they tell him that like uh the only reason he wants it so badly is because like it uh this thing it planted the seeds of darkness within his heart and it indeed like this thing uh essentially like it calls to him like it he he desires it back because it like leaves this um almost like a, a some kind of like addiction almost yeah um, it puts the seeds of darkness of ambition of it, it darkens your soul yeah so to speak and that's what's and, made him so obsessed with it and it uh indeed like this thing like makes you when you once you've worn it and uh it's taken off of you it continues to make you like long for it yeah uh so the typical cursed artifact kind of like trope in, in uh media um the one ring yeah uh, is the easiest example of that but yeah the kind of once you have it you you need it you're always chasing that artifact dragon yeah so and they, they try to explain that to them they're to my surprise it done, didn't just end up in this big like warehouse uh gunfight they're like hey buddy we're sorry like we kind of we gave it to you we took it away from you it's our fault we have to live with that but like, but, we, but we did it you for can your, turn we took things it around we took it away from you for your own good and he, he's hearing nothing uh of it uh he ends up uh letting go of hot g wells and uses the magic riding crop to take over the main dude uh janeway's son um and indeed he uh he he's using the main guy to he, he's puppeteering him to like have a gun on uh captain janeway but then kudos he, to her acting chops by the way because she she must have kids or or something because like her reaction um 
yeah, Anthony Michael Hall uh, makes makes him like instead uh, uh, turn the the gun uh, makes the the main dude like turn the gun on himself and uh, Kath, uh, Janeway legit is like is like no please no don't yeah she she breaks down and uh, and is like stu- stuttering and I'm like oh shit like this guy's evil <laughs> like if and he's kind of reveling and like watching her like fumble and like beg and ask to die instead of like him. And it's a very trope. No, take me instead. But I don't know. It felt like she's, she single-handedly sold that. And despite the acting difference (laughs) in a lot of the actors of the show, um, nobody's terrible, right? Yeah. Yeah. Believable. While this is going on, there's a scene where, um, uh, hot G Wells and you like couldn't skip this scene. <laughs> the main chick end up uh, getting like tied up together by this like magical rope. It's kind of like the uh, Golden Fleece, but uh, right? They, well, they they accidentally stumble onto a magic rope, and uh, there's a uh, well. Uh, anyone watching the video uh, version of this uh, siege may have a um, a certain. Uh, scene as his background let's just say and um their faces are very close and uh they're getting choked by this magic rope and um all i'm going to say is um i would watch that spinoff yeah (laughs) yeah oh they're tied right up with each other yeah um oh there's a voice line oh by the way um she's a british lady hg wells Um, And she's like, oh, if you pull it, it only gets tighter, which I just played here. And I'm like, (laughs) by by all means, please continue. (laughs) Make it tighter. So what you're saying is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can't remember how they end up getting out of this. Oh, um, older dude, librarian guy. uh, He has a magical uh, grinder. Or it's just a normal one. I don't know. <laughs> there's, there's tons of this, but um, instead of glowing red, it glows blue and it goes limp. And I feel you there, rope. <laughs> at this point in this show, I just expect you to last that long, anyways. I mean, look at. <laughs> I I at this point in this show, I just expect like literally everything to be like some kind of magical like artifact. Like someone could be drinking a magical grinder, and I'm like, wait, why does that have to be magical? <laughs> like at some, like I can imagine someone just drinking a cup of coffee and being like, oh, what's that coffee cup superpower? <laughs> well, that's why it's like SCP Foundation. There's a Domino's pizza box that when you hand it to somebody, it's empty, but it gives them their favorite pizza fresh out of the box. Oh, hell yeah! And it takes like ten minutes or an hour or something to reload. And then whoever touches it next, it has their favorite. Even if they've never had pizza, it knows what your favorite pizza will be. 30 minutes or less, or it's free. That Have you read that article? No. <laughs> it is actually, it's, it's like 29 minutes it recharges or something like that. Like nice. That. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's, I expect that Domino's pizza box to be in here. And that's when you said the coffee cup. Maybe it always has the right amount of cream and sugar. And it refills Dep- itself, depending on the uh, the person who drinks its uh, yeah, de- tastes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's uh, it's canon now. Yeah, it's canon. Uh, can you tell that we actually? It's 
the the things we're mocking in it are fun to mock because there's so many Deus Ex Machina devices in the episode. Hoo hoo! I have a metronome now. Gotcha, undead assassin. I'm like, where did that come from? You know what? Doesn't matter. It's a warehouse full of artifacts. <laughs> uh, so they, um, Janeway gives Anthony Michael Hall the um, uh, his magical bracelet, and uh, I mentioned earlier, there's this really cool visual where these golden like marionette strings like show up uh, up here yeah. and like lift him up. It's cool. I, I really liked it. I got no strings to hold me down. <laughs> I, I expected him to have an evil uh, like a gamer. Uh, <laughs> you ever watch that movie, Gamer? Uh, uh, no, no. Montage like that. We, uh, uh, Anthony oh, Michael. Sorry, Hall. yeah. J- Janeway gives her, they end up, there's this huge chase scene and everyone's scattered and looking for each other. And do you remember the, the old one too? Janeway oh, gives bad guy. Yeah, yeah. She meant she references some like, uh, 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 boxing match. Yeah. And yeah, then, I dig it. And then uh, uh, gives she's like, "Oh, did you ever see the blah 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 fight?" And then she like delivers an uppercut and like knocks him out. She's like, "Never saw yeah, the uppercut she's like, coming." You're too young to have seen the the Fraser and Ali fight, right? And he's like, "Huh?" And she's like, <laughs> and that- smokes this dude like he gets airborne. And she's like, "No one expects the right uppercut." And I'm like. I feel like that was just for her. <laughs> and I, I'm into boxing. Um, so I, I really dug that too. But it's corny. But I, if you're afraid of corn, you're not going to like this, this show. Uh, to, to skip, to jump ahead a little bit. We're going to uh, jump ahead, yeah. Uh, Janeway and Anthony Michael Hall go through the portal. Janeway ends up on the other side in Warehouse 12. Uh, her son uh, shuts the portal down while Anthony Michael Hall is stepping through. And he ends and up being disintegrated. It, he's disintegrated. Yeah. Uh, he's disintegrated, but then, uh, uh, well, the, the shield doesn't go, doesn't drop around the warehouse. They discover that the shield, it's not that it's sentient, it's that it's kind of it a magical. Knows it, 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 the shield won't drop until uh, the danger to the warehouse is gone. But it doesn't mean they need to know there's a danger. Yeah. And I, this is where I'm like, ooh, ooh, what's going on? And they quickly kind of brain power. Why wouldn't it drop? So there's still a danger to the warehouse, but what? The wheelchair. Right? Because yeah. the yeah. wheelchair is left here. Yeah, they're he like... He wanted uh, to go through the portal. They're like, why, why, why would he... Uh, why, why would he, a person who is going to be able to walk with this magical bracelet, like father bringing the wheelchair with him? Um, which I'm like, I mean, he's, he's got to get there somehow. He's got, I was going to say like, <laughs> unless was, he get, unless he get, got the other, can you, I have expected him to be on the other guy's back with the riding prop. <laughs> Carry me. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but it's like, uh-huh. if you've got a wheelchair, you're going to use it. Yeah. Or you're going to crawl the last 20 feet and be like, <laughs> I have you now. Now give me that bracelet. <laughs> You're right. That <laughs> yeah, was a weird bit of logic, but um, so uh, it turns so, out that there's an artifact. 
So there's an artifact bomb in the chair, and it's a, a piece of the uh, plaque from uh, London that was bombed out by uh, the Germans in World War II. Uh, so this thing and is a essentially... small part survived. Yeah, I and think it, it was like a chapel or something. It contains all of the kinetic force of the entire German bombardment from that n- night or during the whole war. Magically, somehow this thing absorbed. Yeah. So, so, so they say that this thing is essentially an artifact nuclear uh, bomb. I think that's pretty fucking cool. That that is cool. I, I, I'm I, sorry. That's 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 fucking dope. That yeah, is. Pro, yeah. Props to the uh, creativity of the writers here. Can you tell I grew up in the '90s? That's fucking dope, man. Oh, I say things are dope all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I'm always aware of when I date my myself. There, I thought it was really cool. Yeah, and so uh, the okay. idea is, uh oh, spaghettios. This thing's not gonna blow, want, and we not and only we can't did he leave. want the bracelet. The reason he wasn't chasing us around and trying to kill us is because he didn't need to. He was this just gonna was blow up the warehouse. B. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so um, this so thing's gonna, nine minutes, folks. This thing's gonna blow, and the shield won't go down. And they end up figuring out that oh, the shield's not dropping because it's trying to it's not it's now like switched its purpose from trying to protect um the warehouse from external threats it's protecting the external world from this bomb yeah and even though they're out it looks like they're out in the middle of an like a nevada desert right Right. because whenever it cg zooms into the warehouse they're hundreds of miles away so i'm like how big of an because i mean they do nuclear tests all the time out in the middle of nowhere Uh, and this this must have been uh, uh, big enough that the uh, the the shield uh, determined that it needed to stay up to prevent the b- blast from spreading. Czar Bomba, yeah. Um, so this is where the nitty gritty kind of like happens. Um, there's kind of like a little montage of them dipping it into something that's supposed to dissolve everything. Doesn't work. The, the main guy at one point uh, grabs out like a blowtorch, and it's and just they all like, put on like. And he's like, like goggles. It's just, I, I just like he like gets all enthusiastic about this blowtorch for Go whatever in. reason. Yeah, uh, it doesn't um, work. It doesn't work. Uh, hot hacker girl and CCH Pounder are like, and uh, this other chick that was being held captive by evil, by evil guy, are all like trying to figure out what's going on. And this is where uh, Hacker Girl is like, yeah, I'm going to use this metronome to uh, bring back Sean Ashmore's brother. Again, oh, right, in the other, yeah, she's yeah. in the bed and breakfast or whatever is going on <laughs> yeah. out there. Again, like we, I, I don't actually know if she ends up doing that or not, but that's what she said she's going to do. That's she her, doesn't do that's it in this plan. episode. Yeah. Uh, so the timer is like counting down. They have less than a minute left. And then uh, Hot G Wells uh, uh, hacks the shield or something. She like crosses some wires. He goes into the power grid and like, ha ha ha, and acts some sort of, uses the energy that the artifact barrier is using. And re- she's very smart, everybody. Um, <laughs> and she relays it into the main power grid to create a smaller um, second barrier. Yeah, around the uh, the the three, the other three who are left over in the warehouse, uh, and they're like, "Wait, wait, what are you doing?" And she's like, "Oh, 
by the way, her acting in this scene is atrocious. <laughs> I've been nice because you've been liking her, but um, nobody's acting is well. No, there are a few people, but uh, the, she she was sorry. Fine. The younger people in the show uh, aren't terrific. She, she was fine uh, throughout uh, the rest of the episode. It's just in this particular scene, her acting is god awful. She's got this weird, like dazed, like smile on her face, like. <laughs> but anyway, she says that uh, yeah, she she hacks the shield to create like a smaller shield around them, and they're like, no, uh, but but you'll die. And she's like, it's okay, guys. Someone had to stay out here and do this, so uh, you know it's all good. It's all good, man. And so they and they kind of make their peace, and um, the brunette girl has a moment where they make eye they're, contact. They're giving each other like big doe eyes, and I'm like, there's got to be something between these two. There's some sparks here. And even if it's, I don't know because I haven't watched the show. But even if it's kind of like a a mentor slash student kind of like vibe, there's there's something there. Um, you see what's behind me, right? <laughs> looks like just two two old pals living in sin to me. To me. Um, okay, so. <clears throat> um, H.G. Wells is very smart. They they keep telling us that, right? Right. Are you ready for some um actually? Okay. So she just made um a little uh, a barrier, correct? Yeah. And this barrier, as we find out, because it explodes, it protects them inside of this little barrier. But then the big barrier around the warehouse stops the big explosion from escaping even farther. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and why didn't she put the little barrier around the explosive device? <laughs> Checkmate, HG Wells. I'm, uh, I I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> that way everybody gets to live and the explosion is contained even better and the warehouse gets to keep all of its artifacts <laughs> well she IQ does 290 <laughs> well she doesn't do that and the warehouse, no? the warehouse explodes in spectacular fashion that's why the boys keep me around because <laughs> I'm the brains of the operation <laughs> oh. Got enough uh, cat food to last me a year. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the warehouse explodes in spectacular fashion, uh, and the episode kind of just ends with after the explosion is uh, contained, uh, both of the shields drop, and uh, we just see like the our three heroes here standing in the middle of like all this like burned out like nuclear fallout. Their um their barrier lowers and kind of static goes away and um yep the little area they were in perfectly fine uh everything else gone uh there was a um a zeppelin yeah that got burnt up the uh indiana jones artifact got wow you can tell my brain is is gone uh the kali ma stones <laughs> are gone <laughs> and basically yeah. every artifact from the lost the, uh, Ark. the uh, Pandora's the, uh, box is in there somewhere. The uh, the the Kumite competition, <laughs> the Kumite tournament. 
Yeah, uh, just that, just that, um, the the tournament. Yeah, board just the, that they were on, just the fighting circle that they yeah. were on. Yeah, that's that just, was in there somewhere. That was in there somewhere. Muhammad Ali's gloves were in there. It's it's a tragedy. It's gone. And the episode ends with, um, oh, and by the way, um, that uh, that caretaker, that lady, that was kind of like in the bed and breakfast looking place. Right. Uh, that's when she falls over and dies uh, because uh, of uh, painting. Does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, bad. It's bad. Yeah, uh, but props to the show for uh, for like the show is called Warehouse Thirteen, and they just fucking destroyed Warehouse Thirteen. Ah, but as everything seems bad, curly haired like librarian dude pulls up an artifact pocket watch, which I can only presume is like a time turner or something. Turn back time. Well, I was all immediately when uh, when H. G. Wells died. I, I, I was like, no, not the hot one. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait, every chick in this show is hot. <laughs> I'm, ju- I'm saying Janeway still got it, especially <laughs> when she punched that guy out. Uh, uh, anyway, so uh, that was uh, that was episode 37 of uh, Warehouse 13 that you caught random at random. Cal, would you tune in next week? You know what? Whoa, everything's green. Maybe I should just wear these today. Uh, my um, my prescription sunglasses, actually, that I wore on last week's episode, uh, are the lenses are tinted green. So basically, oh, I see greenish. Yeah. So basically, I see the entire world with the matrix filter on whenever I'm wearing them. I'm kind of envious. <laughs> I have to admit. Uh, would I watch again? Um, I say this all the time, and I don't often like follow through. But like, this is. This is pretty rad. Uh, yeah, I'm legit going to uh, start watching probably yeah. today. I'm going to start yeah, watching will. the show from the beginning. I expected to complain about more things, but I mean, honestly, there's there's such small things. Like I had said, um, like uh, the curious case of just shoot the bad guy, number 17. Just so many times they could. And then they end up killing him anyway. And it's like, could you have killed him before that late? The hacker girl's boyfriend had died. But, um, you know, they... They need conflict and they wanted to set up kind of like a, a cat and mouse kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And kudos, so much happens in one episode. The fact there are multiple seasons makes it dense. And I, I like that. I'm really uh, curious to see like what kind of like uh, just wacky artifacts are end up being depicted in this show. That's like the maybe big... there is a dot magic Domino's pizza box. Maybe there is that that that's one of the things that's like gonna make me start watching it is because I'm like, one, this reminds straight up like, and this show predates Control, but this all reminds me of Control. Yeah, and just some of the like wacky things that go on in that game. So I'm, I can't wait to to kind of deep dive into this show and uh, just see what all all kinds of weird artifacts and like what kinds of like cool things they end up doing yeah I, I dig like the the tesla coil rifles and it feels like a low budget scp foundation like instead of just having an infinite amount of like resources and like professionals to just throw at things you just kind of got this like bumbling team of like librarians yeah <laughs> and i don't know i i like that more it's more endearing that there's like a grandma like you know like uh, at a bread and breakfast like outside that's 
guarding the the entry to this area and um like one of the employees at the warehouse it only got the job because his mom's in charge like i right. i like that i like that more than like super professional like stern like umbrella co- core like operators who like shoot first and ask questions later that would have made it bad yeah and I, I i dig the vibe so we're going in folks yep uh we're both uh both tuning in next week uh all right well that was episode 35 laser comb podcast best way to support the show go to patreon.com slash laser comb where at the ten dollar tier much like our patron bemused horseman this week you can pick a show for us to do what we just did on this uh, episode of the podcast. At the five dollar, you also get uh, at the ten dollar tier. You also get our uh, news and current events program, Laser Comb Tonight. And down at the five dollar tier, you get uh, uh, bonus preamble audio of us just kind of talking about whatever before we start doing the show proper. Commentary tracks and a whole bunch of other stuff. So Patreon.com/slash Laser Comb. Follow us on Facebook.com/slash Laser Comb. Or you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Lasercomb. Cal, you are at. I am at NeoCal, N-E-O underscore K-A-L. We'll be back next week with uh, the final episode of our Patreon-themed month. Uh, Next week uh, coming up is our longtime uh, Patreon supporter, uh, Game Sprite Mode. And what she pitched to us was a show called We Bear Bears. Which, Never uh, heard of it before, but I mean, that's part of the course for Laser Comb podcast. I'm going to hit screen <laughs> share here. Uh, I've seen commercials for We Bear Bears a couple of times, and the show does actually look kind of funny. So this is going Oh, yeah, to... I started watching it. I had mixed up weeks, and I, I had started watching, like, the Bears show, and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> wait, what episode am I supposed to watch? Y- yeah. <laughs> So it lasted for 140 episodes. So we're going to the old uh, random number generator. So one episode between uh, one random number between one and 140. And here we go. 137. That is uh, episode 41 of season four. This is a cart. This is a children's show, folks. Their seasons are always always have like a million episodes. The uh, mummy's curse. The mummy's curse. As the baby bears are walking down a road in the middle of nowhere, a mummy falls out of the back of a truck. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds that sounds like the setup to a joke. That sounds like a beginning of Warehouse 13. <laughs> <laughs> it said something about an amulet after. Huh. Uh yeah. Let's see. The amulet says that it will be that they will be cursed if they do not return it by midnight. So the baby bears must get to the museum as fast as they can. Uh, however, a couple of shady figures in hats and coats start following them. Uh, this just sounds great. Uh, so uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with that. And until then, I've been the siege, and I'm Neo Cal. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>